Welcome into Jags AM today, presented by CarShield. It's Victory Monday. I'm Kainani Stevens. Brian Sexton and John Osier are with me today as we recap a win the Jaguars desperately needed as they took down the Titans yesterday, 34 to 14. Let's go over our big things today. Big thing one is willpower. This team has been desperately looking for a big day on offense, and they got that yesterday. It wasn't always flashy, but they had flash points. They were methodical, they calculated, and Doug really had a lot of confidence in his offense yesterday. I thought Trevor played played extremely well. Uh, obviously, you know, bounced back from last week and, and put together a good performance. Um, ran the ball, you know, two rushing touchdowns, I think two rushing touchdowns, right, today? Um, did a great job. You know, saw the field extremely well. I thought offensive line, you know, protected him well. And um, it was good to get Zay back as well. But overall, Trevor, Trevor played really well today. Brian, we've been waiting for a day like this to come back and kind of see a big performance from the offense. What did you see out of Trevor Lawrence yesterday? You know, look, on that drive in particular, um, when the Jaguars faced fourth down, you could see the look in Doug Peterson's eye on the sideline. He just, just stay. We're going. We're not going to we're not going to stop and start like they did there at the end of the first half and settle for field goals in the red zone. And then they hit the fourth down play for 34 yards. And then on first and goal from the six, Trevor Lawrence trying to get to the outside on a quick run slips and you could see the disgust in his eyes. And so the very next play, pocket collapsing, pressure coming. He got to the outside and raced to the pylon to beat Jeffrey Simmons for the touchdown. It just felt like that series and those two plays in particular were Doug and Trevor willing this offense to find some rhythm and the rest of the way, they have it. Yeah, of the many reasons why Doug's coaching this team and I'm not, that play, fourth and four, you know, they had a 13-point lead. I'm in the press box saying, Doug, no, just don't give them an opportunity. Well, it kick-started the offense, and Doug clearly believes going forward in those situations, there's some fans who get really angry at him for doing it, Going for it in those situations, he talked afterward of the confidence that it gives the team, of the momentum it gives the team. He believes that overall making it uh, helps you far more over the course of a season than the times where you don't make it. Uh, he's aggressive. It's his nature. Our big thing number two today is going to be plus two. We've talked about the turnover issues for this team the last couple of weeks. That certainly hurt them against the 49ers, but they were pretty good yesterday, and they didn't. They were able to force some turnovers as well, which we know is a huge part of their defense, but also being smart with the football on offense. That was just something I felt at that time, just to kind of keep, because we, we were moving the ball, um, felt good about it. Again, you know, it's... When, when I show confidence in the team and they respond like that, it, it just it just breeds confidence in them. Doug had a ton of confidence in the offense to go for things on fourth down or in certain positions in the game, but also they were smart with the football, John, and that's something we've been harping on for weeks that they needed to not turn the ball over. Yeah, I got an email from somebody saying, hey, you know, analyzing this game and saying that uh, the, team that win the team that wins the turnover battle is going to win the game, isn't that like saying the team with the most points is going to win the game? Well, ha ha. But it, on, on this team, in this season, uh, it, it, the turnover thing has been the thing. And I, if you think about it, Brian, in that game yesterday, uh, the Titans have momentum. And they have two big plays, and all of a sudden they fumble the ball, Jay goes down and score. Uh, the second turnover, the game was probably out of reach anyway. But that first turnover and, and the fact that the Jaguars, I thought they took a page in the first half, Brian, uh, every possession that ends in a kick is a good possession. Yeah. They got to the red zone. They got a touchdown early. 
and they wanted to score touchdowns, but they wanted to get points. Um, I thought they played that smart. Don't make mistakes. It's what's killed you so far this season. Well, it wasn't just the, the, the fumble that they recovered, right? It was the two dropped interceptions that they had, yeah. jumping routes on Will Levis. They were very aggressive. They just didn't pull those in. Good, right? I mean, you know, get after the ball. I, I looked this morning. The Jaguars were tied for the league lead with 20 takeaways. Back on top where they belong. And more importantly, that 17 number, 17 giveaways, which is tied for the fourth most in the NFL right now, that number is still 17. That's the really important part. This team has to protect the football. Every team does. But Rayshon Jenkins told us last week, Kai, that the, the heartbeat of this defense is that ball-hawking, aggressive, take the ball away, give it back to Trevor in good field position, and end other teams' momentum, like John alluded to on that Titans drive. And they got it done yesterday. Now, they, they got it done once. They should have gotten it done twice. And, of course, we got to give Ross Madison credit. What a great play for the long snapper. And if you go back and watch it, he has to go way out to the left and come all the way back to the right side of the field. And then just as he's going to the ground, he rips it out. Most guys would just be happy pulling the guy to the ground. And then he immediately is up there to recover it. Hey, we don't talk about the long snapper on this show very much. They don't talk about long snappers on many shows. Congratulations to Ross Madison. That was a hell of a play. Absolutely the best guy. He deserves it as well. And you know, he loved that. Loved his celebration as well. I think he couldn't have been waiting to spike that football for quite some time. So happy for Ross. Our final big thing today is going to be bigger in Texas. Jaguars definitely needed that win yesterday to get back on track. It was a big division win, but next week is going to be even bigger of a matchup as they go in to Houston, taking on a team that already beat them, blew them out earlier in the year as they're going to look to get a win against them on the road. We needed this win. We needed a win like this, but um, that's what when, when, like I said last week, man, when everybody do their job, man, and, and just want to go out there and perform, we can beat any team in the National Football League. And that's the confidence that we have within ourselves, uh, first and foremost. So, you know, uh, next week is, a, is an even bigger game than this week. So uh, that's a great team. And I know in the past that, you know, Tennessee, I mean, uh, Texans and Jaguars don't really mix. But we're going to have to go down there and handle business. Man. That's a great team over there, and uh, we're excited to play them. Brian, Josh Allen says the Texans and the Jaguars don't mix. How are they going to get things done next week? Well, they don't mix because the Texans have owned the series since they came into the league in 2002. Here's the number that matters for you. Ready? We talked about takeaways. The Jaguars have 20. They got one, two yesterday. Defense got one. Special teams got one. All of a sudden, C.J. Stroud, even though they're winning, even though he's clearly the offensive rookie of the year and maybe an MVP candidate, depending on where they end their season, he's turned the ball over six times in the last two weeks. He's starting to do some things that rookies do. He's got four interceptions, and he's lost two fumbles. He is a good football player with the ability, I think, John, to be a great quarterback in this league. But he's still only played 10 games. The Jaguars appear to be back on target. you got to go take the ball away from him, and he's been willing to give it up the last couple weeks. Yeah, he's really good. He's going to get better. Um, I, there's been a little bit of a talk among Jaguars fans the last three weeks that this guy is Brady, Manning, and Rodgers put together. <laughs> uh, he's not that yet. So I agree with you. There are going to be opportunities for the Jags. I think what the Jags will hit on more this week in uh, preparation, yes, it was a 20-point game that uh, last game but it doesn't feel like the Texans are in any way 20 points better Jaguars gave up two long touchdowns essentially touchdowns on bad miscommunications in the secondary and a weird kickoff return uh, these teams are even I think Jaguars are going to be favored uh, the Jaguars need to play like they're even and not think that the Texans are a better team than they are 
Certainly be a big game. We're going to get into that later in the week. But stay with us here on Jags AM. Coming up after the break, we're going to go over the highlights from yesterday's win over the Titans. Move the freight, move the freight. Magellan Transport voted the coolest office space in Jacksonville. You can apply online at www.magellanlogistics.com. We know we are explosive offense, explosive players, and we know that we have a lot of you know, players that can make plays. And um, like I said, we just got to be in those moments and own the moment and win, 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 no matter who we playing against. Um, we just got to do that. Win, win, win. We finally saw some action um, out of the offense, right? A little bit of everything. Calvin Ridley got involved, which we've all been dying to see what he's capable of. And felt like the offense we were hoping to see in the preseason, we knew they could be. They just hadn't quite gotten there yet. We're, we're not going to show one of these plays, or either of these plays probably, on highlights. So let me just tell you, the two that I thought best exemplified the offense yesterday, third quarter, the second drive, or the second touchdown drive for Ridley, right? You have an 11-yard run mm-hmm. by Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. And... On the very next play, you can see the safeties creeping up towards the line of scrimmage. Next play, 26 yards on the Titans' sideline to Calvin Ridley. That's what this offense is. Use the run to set up the deep shots. And, of course, I think the Jaguars averaged 9, 9.3 yards per attempt yesterday, which is a significant increase from where they had been. The running game and play action sets up everything for this team and gives them the opportunity to be that downfield offense that I think we all have been waiting for. Yeah, I thought... I talked about the defense at the top of the show because I thought the defense um, shutting the Titans out while the Jaguars sort of got things going in the first half mm-hmm. was really big because had the defense given up a couple of touchdowns, then all of a sudden at halftime, the offense is, you know, not getting three touchdowns in the red zone would have really felt like you're tight. I, I thought that enabled the Jaguars to come out and play loose in the second half and free and sort of get, I guess, where they wanted to go. Um, I think the story of the game was the offensive line after a disastrous performance against San Francisco. For them to come out and uh, play well against a defensive front, I'm not going to say it's as good as San Francisco, but if San Francisco is here, that, that doesn't mean Tennessee's here. Well, Jeffrey Simmons pretty is, good. is one so, of the best – three or four defensive linemen in the game. And, and, and he showed it in a few spots, mm-hmm. but he didn't dominate the game. Nope. And I thought the uh, Jaguars offensive line, uh, let's be honest, because Trevor could move, it helped everything, and it looked a lot more like the offense we thought it would. And you could see the com- how much comfort that Trevor kind of had in the pocket. We didn't see a lot of that last week, and he looked a lot more comfortable this week, or at least trusting of the linemen around him. Let's go over some of these highlights, because early on we had talked uh, pregame a little bit about it. Brian, um, this defense needs to get back to what they do, which is forcing turnovers and getting the ball back, right? That's their identity, stopping the run and forcing turnovers. And they did that early on, um, getting this extra possession for the offense, because that's what they needed. Well, what I love here is, and you can see it from this angle, watch how as soon as Dewan Smoot sees that the ball is out, he grabs Will Levis and wrenches his arm away yep. so he can't reach out and pull it back in. Let me talk about just being aware. Savvy, savvy play. And then the offense, it was just, it wasn't flash right out of the gun, but it was just nice to see, you know, finding Kirk open, Ingram getting involved, Calvin. Um, Great it was a little bit there. of everybody. Great footwork there, getting in. And then, of course, that's what Calvin does. Excellent footwork there. Yes, yeah. just get his feet in on the edge. And I mean, we've been dying to see Calvin get a catch. John, 
how much did they open up some space for Calvin today, uh, yesterday? Well, I think a lot. I mean, it's, uh, I asked Christian Kirk that afterward, and he said, look, they trust Zay. Uh, this is a group that believes, you know, of course you believe it. When they have their five skill guys, meaning Ingram, Ridley, Kirk, Jones, and Etienne around Trevor, that's their guys. That's the bunch that they feel like is going to be great. Uh, with the receivers, they do depend on each other. I don't want to find this out, um, but I get the feeling that they sort of depend on Zay Jones maybe as much or more as they depend on the other guys, even though the other guys may be bigger names. Uh, Zay's a really good leader. He's really smart. He keeps things going on the sidelines. He's the leader of that room, and I think him being back drew coverage, but it also helped in the way I just talked about it. Well, he's just, he's just so much more of a threat than Tim Jones is, right? Or Elijah Cooks. And when they had to fill in, defense didn't play it the same way. When you see Zay Jones and you know his body of work and the plays that he makes, and the Titans have because he's beaten them a couple of times already, you can't just let him run free. And that, you talked about spacing, yep. Zay Jones does a lot for the spacing of that offense. They're just a totally different offense when they have all the pieces in place, it seems. Um, and also, Doug Peterson, the way he coached them yesterday is the way he always coaches them. He, he likes to go for on fourth down. He likes to take that risk, but calculated risk. Um, and he showed tons of confidence in this team and didn't kind of baby them in it. He was like, no, we can do this. And, and going for it and just in choice moments, it was, it was good to see. I love that throw, too. Him getting out there. And he could have thrown the ball down the field further, taken a, a bigger bite of the apple and gone for... Uh, Calvin Ridley, who was down the sideline there, but that wasn't as good or a high percentage throw as the one to Dearness, who ended up getting the kind of yardage there. So yeah. it was a great decision by Trevor. Well, it's such a game of moments, this league. Uh, it still felt like it was on the edge, this game, until this play, and then you knew they were going to win. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the offensive line played well, but this is another play where if you have immobile Trevor, this play might end right here. Yep. Instead, it ends over here, and you get 35 yards out of it. Um, it's not a coincidence that he comes out as his best game, a couple of runs. Uh, he needs that mobility play. I'm not saying he can't win from the pocket, but right now he needs that as a supplement to his game. Let's go to Trevor's first rushing touchdown of the day, first of two, which was great to see. Um, and. This is something we've seen on and off from him. Um, I know Doug had talked earlier about maybe he's a little bit limited, didn't look limited there. Um. This is the touchdown <laughs> I was talking about in that willpower off of the top of the yep. big things. You know, he gets out there and he sees Jeffrey Simmons coming. There's probably going to be a collision at some point, and he just gave it all up. That To me, that's where I knew that Trevor Lawrence was ready to go and back, the guy that we had been waiting to see, because that play was all him. Yeah, I don't want to take that away from him. You know, he scared me a little bit when he reached that ball out of the pylon because those things can end up in touchbacks. Yeah. Uh, but at that moment, good for Trev. Look at the way that he shuffles, right? I mean, he's backpedaling and shuffling his feet and still looking down the field yeah. before he decides to run. And he talked in the postgame yesterday about seeing, you know, the men, the man coverage flowing with the receivers mm -hmm. back to the other side and then realizing I can go. I just... Willpower was the word yesterday. That was the same drive that Doug called for it on fourth down, and he made the play, and then he made the play there. I'm excited to see him play this next Sunday, to see if he can keep this momentum going. And right now, he needs this in his game. I, yes. I think he'll develop more at, as a pocket passer who can win just staying in the pocket, which is the kind of football I love. Um, but I think right now, 
he needs to feel that aggression like he's dictating things or, or he, he certainly seems to play better when he has that element. Diving play always looks good when you get the touchdown right, so yeah. that always helps. And I'm sure running from Jeffrey Simmons was enough motivation for him as well. Let's look at that second passing touchdown for Trevor yesterday to Calvin because obviously we've seen Calvin get one touchdown before, but two touchdown game, over 100 receiving yards. That was a huge day for him. And just to see his, not that he gets down on himself because he really doesn't and he hasn't been disrupted by any means, but just to see his involvement, you could tell that confidence boost was there. Um, and just what he's been able to do. I think the limited stats we've seen, but the games that Zay Jones plays, Calvin Ridley really benefits from that. I underestimated, I think, how how it might take him more time to get back into the flow of the season after missing two years. He's shown us some things this year, and it hasn't always been his fault. The offense has not given enough time for Trevor, and Trevor hasn't been mobile. But I thought yesterday was important, John, and you heard it in his voice in the postgame because he has been talking about how good of a player he is. He has been boosting his own confidence mm -hmm. and letting people see the confident Calvin. But I think until yesterday, well, I think maybe he questioned how long is it going to take me to get back to where I was, I was before I left the game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's only natural. You're out of the game for two years, or essentially two years. Yeah. And then you're out of the game last year for a reason that you don't want to be and that you know people are looking at you because, uh, you know, it wasn't a great reason to be out of the game. So people are criticizing you. Um, I, I think it's unfair to him to say that he hasn't helped this team already. Uh, I'm not sure they win week one in Indy. No, they don't. Uh, without him. Uh, the touchdown against the Falcons, mm -hmm. I know it came on kind of a busted play, but that got you going. You don't win in, against Buffalo and London oh, without him at all. And then yesterday he has a huge impact, 300-yard games. Uh, a lot of criticism from him in my inbox last week. When is it okay to start criticizing Cal? Well, you can criticize anything you want if you're a fan. But this kid's good. The 10 interference penalties, holdings, whatever, that shows you enough that he's hard to cover. There's no doubt that he's going to make this team better as the season goes forward. He's still the above the X's and O's guy in this Oh, offense. he is. And I do think he's also like, like a great running back in the sense that you've got to feed him. You've got to get him mm -hmm. going and get his confidence going. And that first catch that he made on the Titans sideline where he was on the ground on third down and, and pulled the ball away, you could see him get up with a little extra you know, spark in his step. So I, I, think, I think we'll see him heavily involved the rest of the way because the Jaguars are much better when he is. And give him a little credit, too. In the post game yesterday, somebody asked him about uh, beating one-on-one -on -one coverage. And the phrasing was, is it finally good to be able to beat that? You haven't seen that much. And he said, no, I've seen it. I, I've got to beat it. Um, he's a confident kid. Uh, he walks with a swagger, but he's not afraid to tell you when he hasn't done well enough. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think he's going to be a huge factor going forward for the last couple of weeks. I thought that his above the X's and O's stuff would be the difference. Um, I still think that it's going to continue to win them games because I think it already has. I love to see him when he was talking to us post-game as well, John, when someone said, oh, you've been drawing those PI penalties. Do you get some satisfaction out of that? And he said, absolutely not. I right. want to catch the football and yeah. I want to score touchdowns like I did today. And I think we all appreciate but those PIs help the well. team. They do. I get it from a receiver's point of view. Even the team guys want their numbers. <laughs> and, and, and that doesn't get him numbers, but maybe it should because those PIs for him have been huge. They were huge yesterday. There was one early that kept a drive going. So, they were two on uh, third down. When you're hard to cover enough that teams have to cheat 
to beat yeah. you. <laughs> you know, That's a good thing <laughs> for us. I'm saying cheat, but you have to do things above to stop him. Uh, that means you're good. I think nice for him to have a day, though, and, and at home in front of the fans, kind of show everybody what he's capable of. Certainly, he was enjoying that post game for sure. Uh, we do have to mention that one Titans touchdown, the early on one um, with Levis with that flea flicker, because, or I want to mention at least, because there seemed to be some miscommunication on the secondary on that one, and we had talked about some of the miscommunication they had against the Texans. You better button it which up. Which that reminded me of, and that's something that they've had. If you want to have a little Achilles heel in the defense, it can be that at times. Well, that's about the route that Tank Dell ran for that 48-yarder yep, that, that set up. Had the same problem. Yeah, put that one away. So they're, you, you want to come out of a game, and they do, right, with enough to work on to get you sharp for next week. That loss to the San Francisco 49ers had this team sharp. They need a couple of these, I think, going into the Texans game. Yeah, I thought there was an element here, too, where, uh, you know, you get sucked in by the play call, mm -hmm. and then D-Hop's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, one on one, you're, you're going to get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's, uh, I thought the thing that was too bad on this drive was uh, Kalevon getting called for the roughing the passer. Yeah, the extended um, And that's when I've got a lot of emails on that call, so I'll, I'll talk about it. It's a, it's a tough rule for the defense because they ruled that he fell on him with his weight. Was it? I don't know what in the world Kalevon could have done differently. Was it the guy falling on top of him and doubling the I was going to say, I thought problem? maybe it would, if, if you were going to legitimately throw it, you would have thrown it at Roy Robertson Harris right. because right. he landed on top of Kalevon, who landed on top of the quarterback. But you're absolutely right. It's a hard call. It's a hard one. The, the official has to make it. It has to be in to protect quarterbacks. It's patently unfair to defenses sometimes. I think they're just going to have to live with it. Well, we were talking with Doug last Wednesday about quarterbacks and protecting quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And what more can you do? In fact, we were talking with him Friday after Joe Burrow had gotten hurt. And is there more you can do? Because the quarterbacks are so important, and you've seen so many big ones. But there was nothing time Kalevon could have done different. Well, no, it was a perfect play. Right. And, so. and, and he's 245 pounds, and he, 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 so is Levis. Right. I really right? felt it was Roy in the mix. I thought so, too. When you look at both of them falling on top of Levis, I but even, felt you know, like that was the issue. Even but then, it's... I, to tell Roy even to then stop. you've got to tell Roy to exactly you got to tell Roy to stop in that situation. It's an impossible situation yeah. for the defense because their coordinators and coaches are telling them go hard. Right. Um, they're just gonna have to live with it. You would hope that at least they don't get fined for it because it, right. It's not really their fault, but it has to be called. Up to Roy, right? I thought it was a picture perfect. He hit him right here, right between yeah. the head and the knees, which is the the, the only strike zone you've got. He's a 245-pound man. you got to put him on the ground. You can't just try to baby him there. You can't do that. So I, I, I think if legitimately we had a chance to sit with the officials, they'd have to say, well, it was Roy on top of him. And you can't coach the defense to stop there. I mean, no. you'll live with that play. We don't like it, but we'll yeah. live with it. Right. Um, we gave Ross Matisic the long snapper some love earlier on in the first segment. Now let's take a look at it because it was a complimentary football game because special teams did a lot yesterday as well. And, I mean... I love Joe Zelenka, who's the most popular long snapper in Jaguars history and a phenomenal guy. Got to run for his money. Joe wouldn't <laughs> have made this play. Sorry, Joe. That is the first time I've ever <laughs> seen a long snapper do that in 30 years covering this game. And he's, by the way, if you watch special teams, John, you see 46. He's got the third most special teams tackles on the squad. Second now. Um, yeah. He, he, uh, what a great play. Well, it, it's funny. I, I didn't make a big deal out of it because... With Ross, it's not unexpected. He makes tackles all the time. To me, the only thing he added was you know, the fumble, the fumble recovery. 
he's always first guy down. They've talked about it around here a lot. Um, it, it, in terms of coverage, he's I can't imagine there's a better long snapper in the league in terms of being down there right. and being a factor. Usually the long snapper is sort of the guy who's also going down. Uh, a Ross is often first guy down. Well, and he pulls the ball out. He's facing the Titans' sideline, and the ball goes to the Jaguars' sideline. You see him immediately turn up and just jump the other direction. I just I freaking love it when the long snapper gets some love. People say things, whatever you want to say about special teams, they're very specific. He's a, Ross loves being a football player. Ross oh, loves yeah. playing And football. If, if you go back and watch Doug Peterson's postgame mm -hmm. uh, locker room that's yeah. up on the website, when he when they talk about that play and you see Roy Robertson, Harris, and the whole team giving him some love, mm -hmm. come on, it's a long snapper, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it was awesome. Great moment. Happy to see it. Let's take one final highlight uh, today. Trevor's second rushing touchdown of the day. The stat of the day, I think, was he's the first Jaguars quarterback to have two rushing touchdowns mm -hmm. and two passing touchdowns, which is interesting to think about, but, I mean, good for Trevor. I, I love seeing Trevor run, and that's part of my hot take, so I won't get into too much into it, but it opened so much stuff up yesterday just with his – just, and the threat he had of running. You know, when you watched him play at Clemson, you always knew he was the best player on the field. And yesterday he felt like the best player on the field without a doubt and was just showing off. I loved it. The old man in me says you got to stop sticking the ball out there like that. <laughs> okay, no, it's not the old man in you. That, it's especially him, putting it back on the inside but arm. good for him. Yesterday he needed it. This team needed it. It worked. Yep. There you go, John. <laughs> it works. It's fine. When it stops working, then we'll talk about it. How about that? There. All right. We love it. All right. Stay with us. Coming back, we'll go over some of our hot takes for the team after the break. Sign up your furry friends for the Jaguars' official four-legged fan club for pets presented by Forever Vets Animal Hospital. Your pet will receive access to exclusive merchandise, events, sweepstakes throughout the season. To the jaguars.com slash promotions slash four-legged fan club to sign up today. I don't think we talk enough about the defense. You know, they're the ones that have kept us in the majority of our football games this season. You know, and they did a nice job today. It's one of the things that we knew going in we'd have to, you know, slow down this run game. You know, and um, uh, I thought for the most part did a nice job, control the line of scrimmage, and and uh, they played fast. You know, they played fast today, and, and that was good to see. Our secondary was um, was on point. I have to politely disagree with Doug on that one because we talk about the defense all the time because they are amazing and they are the backbone of this team for sure this season. But you know, probably won't get as much love in this particular game, but they played outstanding. Yeah, it just felt like they were on it, you know, and I kind of got the sense from Rayshon last week that they would be. He just, he's the heartbeat of this defense. I, I know you could point to a lot of different guys, but he's the energy, you know, I mean, if, I, I don't know how to describe it, he's like an energy drink for those guys. I mean, he just juices them up, and, and I got the sense last week that they were going to come up with some takeaways because of him. Yeah, I thought going into the game, the defense, ability to stop the run and, and to create take, and, and create takeaways, was the thing that the Jag, it was the matchup edge that I thought would enable the Jaguars to control the game. And I, I think it did. I, I, I was right. Pat me on the back, Brian. So, okay. um, and I, I thought it really that, helped them be the dominant team and allow them to be in control. Uh, some games when you're a good team, you're supposed to come out of it at the end, okay, that was a relatively easy one. And, and they're never easy, but you know what I'm saying? You never really felt like the Titans were going to win that one. You got to get some of those because you're just the better team. Uh, the defense enabled them to be the better team. And for the most part, out of 17 games this year, 
I've said it multiple times, I think they're going to be really, really good 12 or 13 times. It's hard in this league to be great defensively every week because the offenses are so good. But they've gotten them to 7-3, and three, and I think most of the offense would tell you if the defense wasn't playing well, this record would be a lot different. Certainly would be. Let's go through our hot takes this week. Brian, we'll start off with you. What's your hot take? All right. Well, look, uh, nine carries for 21 yards and a 2.6 yard per carry average is not going to dazzle anybody. But buried in there were three six-yard runs in the fourth quarter from Tank Bigsby. That is an element that this offense needs. And I was talking with a member of the personnel department during practice last week, and I said, if you get a lead this week, will you see Bigsby with the ball in his hands more than just once or twice. Give him the ball. And there was like, yes, we're waiting for that moment in the fourth quarter to feed him and get him confident. Those three six-yard runs showcase power. They showcase patience. They showcase just enough wiggle to get over the top of the defender and find more. Look, Dearness Johnson is the number two back right now, but he's not the power back. And Travis Etienne is a home run hitter, and he can run with power occasionally. But I don't see him as the power back. John, I think you're going to need this guy to come in and hammer out on third down and four, whether it's this week against the Texans or Monday Night Football or in Cleveland on a cold day coming up in a couple of weeks. I think Tank Bigsby is going to have some big opportunities, and I think he'll come through. He's a good football player, despite the fact that he's had a ball come off of his hands a couple of times in the passing game. Yeah, he's been so criticized, and uh, frankly, rightfully so in a lot of situations. I've thought Tank's biggest hurdle has been um, – that in this offense right now, he's not going to get 15 carries a game. Right. And I think I said this last week, if if you gave Travis Etienne three carries a game right now, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have any idea if he was any good or not because the offensive line is is not blasting holes. Uh, it it has been the, the running game has been a stick to it running game, meaning one, two, one, and then 17 yards. Uh, well, Bigsby really hasn't had a chance to get involved, and he needs those carries. Uh, I still think that if he had to carry the load in a game, uh, that you would see more of what you saw late that you're talking about. I think he's going to be a good player. And I don't think the fumble against the Steelers was a fumble. I'll say that again. The ball's gone off his hands in two different ways. They've both been interceptions. I don't think the fumble was there. I don't think he's got a problem, even though people have taken that as the narrative. I don't think he's a liability. My problems with Tank, and I agree with you, I think seeing what he did in the fourth quarter was excellent. He needs to be fed the ball a couple times in a row, same drive, get him going. But that's when you're up by three touchdowns because I don't think we can put him in early in a game when there's still things at risk at this point. And it's not because I think he's going to fumble necessarily. It's because what he did on special teams, costly penalties, not blocking, not knowing the coverage, things like that. And I don't put anything against him. I think we get so caught up in rookies playing really well immediately I don't think that I think he's someone that in his second year is going to be amazing. It's you know, you see the jump that Devin Lloyd has made in his second season. You see once they understand playing NFL football, I think Tank can be one of those people. But it's week 12 and I don't trust in the first and second quarter when this game is close. You just can't shy away from talent and he's a hammer and they have not been good on third down and you're going to need him. I'm telling you, you're going to need that power back at some point in this seven game stretch and you can't be scared. He's not. Yeah, the knocking guys back were late in the game yesterday. That was um, a stack box, too. I wonder how much it's going to resonate with coaches, and I think they're going to have to try to figure out a way to get them involved, yep. um, even though Kai doesn't trust him.
They're going to do it. <laughs> I just, it's week 12. I can't at this point. Anymore. I can't do it anymore. Doug will do it because Doug is that kind of coach and I'll he'll find a way. And wrong. I would love to be wrong. Please run this tape back at me when I'm wrong and Tank has a day. I hope that happens very, very soon. Um, John, what's your hot take for us well, this week? I went with uh, this team's good and it's good whether fans believe it or not. <laughs> It, it's such an up-and-down thing, it, and it was so much angst last week. I don't know if it's a great team. I, I don't see this team, I hope I'm wrong, I don't see them being a Super Bowl favorite going into the playoffs. I see them maybe being 12-5, uh, 11-6, and six. Um, maybe 12-5 and five now. Uh, but they're good, and good teams do what they did yesterday, which is take care of business against teams that aren't as good. Um, how many games, Brian, in the past – do they play just a muddled game yesterday against another team oh. that's struggling? And it's just a uh, more often than not. Yeah, I get the fans who don't who uh, want them to be at this uh, Chiefs 49ers level. I don't know if they're there yet. I think they can get there, but they're good. And I guess the point of the hot take is they have a chance to get there if they improve, and that's what December and January will be about. Well, let me tell you where they can improve. And folks, you've heard this from me ad nauseum. 4 of 12 on third down yesterday. They couldn't stay on the field, okay? And two field goals in the red zone in the second half. If you score those two touchdowns and you're up 21 to nothing going into halftime instead of 13, then you look like a great team and not what I think is a very good team, right? I'm with you. They're good. They get to that great level when they're near 50% on third down. Give me 47, I'd take it, right? And when you're scoring touchdowns 75% of the time in the red zone. There's no doubt they've got the weapons, right, to do that. They just have to execute better. If they improve on those two areas, they will be a team that will make noise in the playoffs and maybe be a Super Bowl contender. And there are a lot of teams in the league right now sitting record-wise who I don't think would tell you the straight face, hey, we can get to great this year. Um, the Jaguars have the ability to get to great, and I think that's what is, is going to make the final, what is it, seven games. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's the storyline. Can they go from here to here? Good with a lot of upside. I think that's a good way to describe it. My hot take this week is about Trevor Lawrence, and we saw two rushing touchdowns from him yesterday. And we need, I don't know if we need touchdowns from him every time, but we, he, we need to see him keep running because that ability and that threat, not that he's, you know, a crazy fast guy, but he could turn on, you know, the heaters when he needs to. And he gets there, and I think the thing about it, in our highlights, we looked at that play on fourth down when he looked like he was going to run, kind of drew everyone in, and then found Dearness Johnson. That's what I want to see from him more because the status of the O-line, they played pretty well yesterday, but it's still not a stout offensive line. So he does need to be able to be mobile and then use that to create other things. And from what we saw from him yesterday, certainly capable of doing that. Well, and, and I loved on that first touchdown run where he was still you know, shuffling his feet and backpedaling, but looking you know, for the ball down the field. He didn't necessarily want to run, but then he saw it was his best option, and he did. You need that threat to keep defenders honest. Yeah, it was clear watching yesterday that he hadn't been the same guy the last three or four weeks. And accredit him for playing, giving them a chance to win in those games. Uh, he, as everyone in the show, he needs that element, that threat right now to make him feel like Superman, so to speak, right? I mean. And that's what he sort of started feeling like as he figured out, hey, I've got the mobility, I'm on it today. That confidence boost, you can tell he plays differently with it. Stay with us, we're gonna preview the rest of the week coming up after the break here on Jags AM.
Jag fans, if you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. ZipChair is furniture for fans. We also want to take a moment to recognize JEA's 383 team members who have served in the arms, armed forces. Your commitment to serve our country and now the community here make the entire JEA team and Northeast Florida proud. To all the military veterans and those currently serving, thank you for your service and your sacrifice. Salute service game yesterday. We saw tons of vets here. It was a great day. Yeah, it was an awesome day. Always is. I mean, I'm not thinking about any of that stuff. Uh, I could care less what those what those guys say, to be honest. Uh, that's really my only response to that. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, if those guys think I'm the best thing in the world, it doesn't matter either. Um, so that doesn't really matter. Love Arden, a former teammate. I'm hurts that he said that but no no I really don't I don't care you know it's about how you perform on Sunday and you know it's not about what other people say but you want to change the narrative and change the narrative and play better so former Jaguar Arden Key said Trevor wasn't that guy did you see as he was setting up they had him live on TV as they were trying to get the sideline reporter to him mm -hmm. and Arden came up and interrupted them and gave him a big hug mm -hmm. I mean it was Arden's a talker it's, it's what he does he was throwing shade at him um, but he certainly proved him wrong. And that's what I love about Trevor is he doesn't want to point his finger and argue with people. He goes, I, I should play better. And, and he did yesterday. And, and it was fun to watch Arden come over and sort of eat crow. The NFL is supposed to be fun. It was it, fun. It's sports. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, that kind of talking is fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's fun. I loved it. Shout out to Trevor for Waffle House today. Bought everybody Waffle House. If there's, if there's a guy that's him, it's Trevor. That's still one of his great moments as a pro is, is walking into the Waffle House out in Jacksonville Beach after that win last year with his whole crew. I mean, that was it's such a Jacksonville thing. It's such a, a Southern thing, and he's a Southern kid. Mm -hmm. uh, it, just, it, just, it just fit. It's why he fits here so well. He's, he just gets it. Victory Monday. Enjoy your Victory Monday. Enjoy your Waffle House if you had some. And we'll be back on Wednesday here on Jags AM to preview that big matchup against the Texans.